Big doubleheader. Okay, it's a big doubleheader tomorrow. Syracuse football and Syracuse basketball in action. Basketball tips off at 4 p.m. in the Dome against the fighting Doug Edwards, Bryant, and then at 7.30 from Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill, Syracuse takes on BC in the final football game of the season. Last time there was a doubleheader like this, that wasn't this season because there might have been one this season. Last year, November 20th, NC State football, and it was Colgate basketball in the Dome. You know how that went. It was a brutal day. This is a vengeful day, hopefully. Uh, and we're going to talk about it all on Locked On Syracuse. It starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your Friday episode of Locked On Syracuse. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. We will be joined by Max Chadwick shortly. Um, it's a wonderful day where I am, Owen, except for some rain. How about you up in the queues? It is. It looks kind of crappy out. It's not snowing. But there's some rain, some nasty wind. Uh, Gross. We pull up the old weather app. It is kind of warm though, 40, 46. Wow, big. Uh, I'll take it. Um, uh, before we do start the episode today, I would like to say thank you to the audience because we have hit our benchmark of 2,000 Twitter followers. I believe we've skyrocketed past it up towards 2,100 now. Uh, yeah, we've got 2,031 followers on Twitter. We appreciate that. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, Go over there at LO underscore Syracuse. That's where you can find us. Uh, and we're really getting towards the goal for a thousand subscribers here on YouTube. We have 924. Uh, so if you're an audio listener that doesn't like not seeing our faces, come over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're an audio listener who just wants to support the boys, just go hit the subscribe button. We'd appreciate it. Um, and of course, Owen. Your offer of sending a, a family of four or five, if there's a case, to a game still stands for basketball season, yeah? I don't see why not. I like basketball. I like football. I hope the fans like both. Uh, I would argue maybe our fans like basketball more than football in terms of uh, where their true allegiance yeah. lies. And so maybe which it's is why. Which is why we're going to start with what we want to see in that basketball game first today. Okay. okay? Because also it's the first game of the two. Um, how about you begin? What's your what's the thing you want to see in this game? The thing I want to see is I want to see a strong bench performance uh, coming in by someone not Monier Hima. We've seen Hima come in and, and do his thing, and he is an absolute blocking machine. Uh, I was looking at Ken Palm before we hopped on. His block percentage, he blocks one in five shots that are faced uh, that he can defend against, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, he has been amazing off the bench. I want to see someone else step in because I think that that's incredibly important for Syracuse's success is having uh, a non-backup center 
really establish themselves as a six man or a couple of guys step up uh, into that role. So I want to look towards the likes of Quir Copeland, the likes of uh, Justin Taylor or Malik Brown or Samir Torrance off the bench. I think Samir has shown what he can do uh, in flashes. I want to see one of those four guys come in and oh, there's construction going down in the basement of my house. I apologize if you hear a hammer pound against the wall. Um, there it is. <laughs> this is audio at its finest, folks. So here we go. Uh, I want to see one of them step up and, and have that big game and come in off the bench and say, hey, look, like, look what I can do, right? Whether that's Taylor coming in and hitting a couple of threes or Malik Brown has done it a few times, come in and be that sort of quick spark where he plays with just that high energy. And I feel like he does what you want him to do when he's really efficient uh, and crashing boards, getting blocks, doing that kind of stuff. Just one of those guys to come in and, and really have that big time performance, I think will go a long way in terms of my eyes looking at this team and for the team as a whole to be able to build off of that. Yeah. I think you're, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, no pun intended there. Um, that was, that was good. <laughs> uh, pun intended. Uh, but I think you're right. This D or the, the bench really needs to step up because what did Bayheim say before the season? We're going to play nine or 10 guys. Fooey. All right. Fooey. There's no way he's going to play nine or ten guys against the Saint against Saint John's, which I think undoubtedly was the most competitive game Syracuse has played this season. It was sloppy on both sides. Neither team shot the ball well, but I thought Syracuse might have played its best game in terms of heart and hustle. Uh, and they only played eight guys, only seven, ten or more minutes. So I really think that he's going to, you know, he's going to play seven or eight guys. At most, I mean, we didn't see Justin Taylor. We didn't see Malik Brown. We only saw Quinter Copeland for eight minutes and we saw Joe Girard for 38. So, hey, maybe take away some of that guy's minutes and give him to somebody else. But anyway, um, the thing I want to see in this game is a statement win inside the dome. OK, Syracuse this season has yet to win a game and convince everybody that, oh, maybe they're good. Like that hasn't happened yet. Uh, so I want that to happen against a team and, and Brian who hasn't beaten anybody in the top hundred and Ken Palm. The one time they did play a top hundred team, which was number 75 FAU, they lost by about 10 points. Uh, Syracuse should be able to go out there and really beat them by 10 plus on the home floor. There, there's some really good talent on this team that Syracuse saw a couple years ago in 2019 in the opener in which Paramus Sidibe got hurt. They won that game 85-84, uh, and Bayheim said, you know, Bryant's a really good team. You know, it's classic Bayheim uh, speech jargon. Um, but I don't really care. If this is the greatest recruiting class of all time, Jim, they should beat Bryant, and they should do it easily. Uh, inside the dome because also you know fans haven't really shown up for basketball games so far this year and on a Saturday at 4 p.m the dome should be packed uh, because I know 10 years ago it would have been so let's get back to that point because Syracuse basketball should be a winner this year with the amount of talent that's on the roster all right let's switch gears and go to football I'll start with the thing I want to see in that game which is just finish the season with some dignity Win this game and win it easily. BC is not a good team. Have they beaten NC State this season, who's a ranked opponent? Sure, but they are 3-8 and eight on the year. Jeff Halfley, another tough year 
from the coach, they are 125th out of 131 teams in points per game. They cannot score the football, and they are terribly defensive as well, 104th out of 131 teams. They aren't good. Uh, Phil Jakovic, he's been battling injuries, whatnot. Emmett Moorhead's played more games than him. They are a mess, okay? The Eagles are a mess, and there is no reason that Syracuse shouldn't just absolutely crush them. I don't care that it's an away game. BC is not good, uh, and Syracuse, just bounce back, get a win. Yeah, I think that should be the key, and that should be what you want to see. With any you know connection to Syracuse in terms of football, that is what you want out of this game. Finish the season with some dignity, get to 7-5, and five, lock up a winning record, uh, that is what you want. That's what you need. Uh, I'm going to sort of play off that. I, I want to see the defense step itself back up. Uh, I know they've battled injury after injury after injury. I'm very aware of that. But I want them to hold BC to fewer than 14 points here. First six games of the year, yes, they were playing lesser opponents. But Syracuse averaged uh, 14 points allowed per game in the first six weeks of the season. Since then, it's been 32 points per game, over 32 points per game. Get back to what was leading to success, although the offenses weren't as powerful. Uh, this is an offense that BC presents that is very similar to some of the ones that you faced in that 6-0 start. I need you to get back to that level. That 14-point threshold seems fair, gives you a little bit of bend, uh, lets you have a couple of moments where maybe things break or you get beat on a big play. Happens, uh, but you got to minimize that and lock them up and get back to the ways that brought you success early on so that there there is a, I, I guess, the relief of despite how bad the last five weeks have been, uh, there has been that big moment of, all right, they are seven and five when all is said and done. Every wheel did not fall off the wagon uh, and they finished the year with a winning record. And I think that does go a much, much further way. Uh, than the six and six finish if, if this game goes south uh, and if BC starts scoring points with an offense that really doesn't score that many points or shouldn't score that many points. Sure, I'm with you. Uh, I really would like to see that as well because, like I said, and like you've said, that BC offense is anemic. And that's, I'm sure, what Max Chadwick will say on the other side of this break in our chat with Chadwick. But first, let me tell you, about underdog fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football betting this season. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code locked on. That's one word. And underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit 100 get 100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCK. That's one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All righty. Back here on Locked On Syracuse, I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine, and that is Max Chadwick. This is the openless chat with Chadwick, there's our piece of paper. It's right there. It's the chat with Chad. Chadwick, first of all, how was your Thanksgiving, pal? It was great. Uh, I know, Bones, you you worked yesterday. I also had to work yesterday. I fortunately was able to work from home while I know you had to sludge through the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade to get to work. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm oh, guessing yeah. my Thanksgiving is a lot less hectic than, than yours was. 
it was like swimming through the crowd at Lucy's. That's what it was like. <laughs> it was absolutely brutal. I was getting elbowed in the gut. Everybody thought I was trying to get a better look at Snoopy. I was just trying to cross the street. It was brutal. But yeah, yeah I, I cannot imagine. I, I told you earlier, like I went to that one time as a little kid and it was bitter cold. We got there at like 4 a.m. It was it was not a fun experience at all. Like I've heard going to New York City for New Year's Eve is a terrible experience too. Um, yeah, going into the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is not a fun experience either in my in my experience at least. Well, I got to see Baby Yoda, so that was all right. That is um, cool. But give us some numbers on these games, Chad. Whichever one you want to start with, just start firing. Yeah, so I'll start with the the football for the PFF numbers. Uh, unfortunately, PFF doesn't have any basketball numbers yet. We are hopefully down the road going to do that. But as of right now, not yet. So I'll be using the good old Ken Palm for that. But football-wise, uh, Boston College, like you guys are going over, they're terrible. They're not a good team at all. They're the second-worst ACC team in PFF's power rankings, sixth-worst power five team. Uh, this is actually the second worst team Syracuse has played all season behind Wagner, which is an FCS school. Hey, shout so, out UConn for not being second worst. UConn is like, yeah, UConn's the real team this year. Yeah, Boston College really is the worst team, the worst FBS team that Syracuse has played all season. So this should be a route for Syracuse if they don't screw it up. Boston College. 42.4 run blocking grade. That is the worst in the power five, the fifth worst in the country. They also have a 57.2 coverage grade, fifth worst in the power five as well. So Syracuse receivers, namely Aranda Gadsden, should do well against that Boston College secondary because they are not doing well right now. And uh, the Syracuse defensive line should be able to get into that backfield too because Boston College's offensive line has a lot of injuries right now uh, and they're not looking very good. I know Christian Mahogany, their star guard, he was out for the season before the season even began. Um, so that offensive line has really, really not played well so far. The one bright spot Boston College has on their offense, though, is wide receiver Zay Flowers, who is right now the number 96 prospect on our 2023 NFL Draft big board. And speaking of that big board, Syracuse has three players in the top 100 for the 2023 draft. Uh, Garrett Williams, who's unfortunately out for the season. He's at number 38 overall. Sean Tucker at number 70 overall. And then Matthew Bergeron checks in at number 98 overall. So Syracuse could have three guys taken on day two of the NFL draft, which is a very, very exciting thing for Syracuse. Quick question uh, for you. Yeah. How much do you think Garrett's injury will hurt his draft stock? Because we saw in the 2021 draft when Trill Williams was supposed to be a second round pick and he didn't get drafted because of an injury that we didn't know at the time. Yeah, it'll hurt him. It'll definitely hurt him for sure. I think Garrett's probably a better prospect than Trill was coming out. But, um, you know, Garrett not going to be able to play in the, in the Senior Bowl, um, not going to be able to play in the uh, participate in the Combine either. Uh, and then we'll see for his pro day. Like, he might not be able to do any drills for, for scouts before the draft's over, So before draft happens. So that's going to really hurt him. And, and for you to say, hey, just look at my tape and you'll be able to see that, that's tough because, you know, the Senior Bowl is, is very important for guys like him. Uh, the combine is especially important when you're trying to see how athletic a guy is. So Garrett not being able to do that could hurt him. And, you know, I said earlier he could be the first Syracuse first-round pick since 2013. Probably not going to happen now, unfortunately, with that injury. So, yeah, it'll probably hurt him. He'll at least be a second-round pick, at least, I, I think. But it could be lower than that. I have one uh, more question for you. Yeah. Um, do you think – we saw a tweet from Emily Liker that said – 
Sean Tucker and Marlo Wax will decide if they're going to come back after the season. Do you think Sean comes back? And if he does, do you think it boosts his draft stock or is he taking a real risk? And if he comes back and it doesn't play well, he's got no chance. I think Marlo Wax should for sure come back. Sean Tucker, I think, would be foolish to come back. I, I think, and, you know, Sean Tucker's an interesting cat, uh, so he, he's going to, you know, do what he wants always. But, I mean, you talk about him, I mean, he's going to be – like, we have him at 70. That's because PFF is low on running backs in general. Like, he might be a second-round pick. Like, he really could be a second-round pick. If he comes back, that is – he could not only have a, another down year, which he kind of did this year, which could push him down even further – you're putting more mileage on your legs on one of the, the position in the NFL that has the shortest lifespan as well. You want to get to the league as fast as possible because um, it really is like you only have a few years, man, to make your money as a running back. So Sean Tucker, I, I think would be, especially next year, they'll, they'll give him the ball every play. So like this is a guy who's already had a ton of mileage at Syracuse. You're not going to want to add more mileage on top of him. Plus, you're already a stud who's going to be a second-round pick, which is basically as high as a running back can go anyways nowadays. I think that'd be awful if Sean Tucker does that. Now, again, I don't think he'll do that, but, you know, Sean Tucker goes to the beat his own drum, so he might do that. But I, I, I would, if I'm Dino Babers, I'd very heavily advise against that just for Sean Tucker's NFL prospect's sake because I, I don't think that'd be a good move at all. Um, but, yeah, so otherwise that, though, uh, Boston College – Edge defender Donovan Iziruaku, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. The 10th highest overall grade for Power 5 edges, second highest run defense grade, so he's been a really good player for them. Uh, you mentioned Phil Jerkovic, who you know a lot of people had as a first-round quarterback a couple years ago. He's been bad, man, really bad. I don't even know if he's going to play this week. He's a 59-grade, 62nd among 71 Power 5 quarterbacks. And then Emmett Moorhead has been kind of their guy now that with Jerkovic's knee injury. He has the 65th worst grade among Power 5 quarterbacks at 55.4. So Jerkovic They need even, Dennis Crossell back. He needs someone, man, because they are down <laughs> bad right now, especially at quarterback. Uh, Zay Flowers is, is really struggling to get anything done because he's guy. got terrible quarterbacks right now. Garrett Schrader, though, still the ninth best Power 5 grade for quarterbacks, too. Uh, and, That's you know, absurd. knock on wood here, Syracuse, 74.4% chance to win this game according to PFF, PFF simulation. So should be a uh, not very close game, but We'll see, man. And this is an important game for Syracuse because, you know, six and six team, you're going to be going to a worse bowl game than a seven and five ACC team would. So this is important for Syracuse in terms of getting to the best bowl game they possibly can uh, as well. But you guys want me to move on to the basketball from uh, it is some quick basketball numbers. All right. So Bryant, second highest adjusted tempo in the country. So this team plays really, really fast, especially on defense. Like, their average defensive possession is 14.6 seconds, which is third lowest in the nation. So I, I don't know what really that says. They got probably get a lot of turnovers, but Syracuse, you know, is probably playing a little faster than they would uh, expect uh, against Bryant. Syracuse best in the country at avoiding blocks. Uh, only 2.2% of their shots have been blocked this year. Wow, that's is a the good best, stat. Best in the nation. Also, second best in the nation at blocking shots at 20.1%. So Syracuse, um, amazing at avoiding blocks and amazing at blocking shots too. Mainly, you know, Owen was talking about earlier, Jesse Edwards, 12.9% block percentage, 14th highest in the country. Um, And, you know, Bryant, 
is probably going to shoot a lot of threes because over 47% of Syracuse's opponents' points come from three-pointers, which is the fifth most in the nation. Over 70% of Syracuse opponents' field goals are assisted. Uh, sixth most in the country is kind of, you know, what happens with the 2-3 zone. He's got to move that ball around as fast as possible. And Ken Palm gives Syracuse an 86% chance to win this game and projects the Orange to win 83-71 to uh, in this game. So hopefully two easy wins for football and basketball, but of course it's Syracuse, it's Cardiac Hughes, so we'll see what actually happens on Saturday. Cool. Max, once again, thank you for the chat. We appreciate you, uh, and we got to move on. So with Max gone, we will talk predictions right after this uh, from – what is this? I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh, upside. Yes, upside. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less. From the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why you got to start using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, you don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every single purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app, use promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next claim and offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use Promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Use promo code LOCKED. Okay, it's prediction time on Lockdown Syracuse. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. Uh, let's start with basketball because basketball is first in the day. Do you want to do scores, Owen, or do you want to do spread, or do you just want to take the winner, money line? What do you want to do? We could do – let's do a score. Why not? Okay. Uh, let's do a score. Gives us an input on, you know, scoring-wise and, and mainly looking at the gap here, obviously. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, but I, I think a score works. Do you want to go, go first? Uh, go I, first? Like, I like Syracuse in this one. I'm going to say 78-64. Is going to be my number. I think Syracuse wins this comfortably, maybe not as comfortably as you might hope, but I, I do think that Bryant has some good experience that that could present some difficulties for Syracuse. And you know when like these experienced teams come in, uh, they they have success against Syracuse, especially early on in the season. Given how young Syracuse is right now, that's something that you know you just need to be a little bit aware of. It's something that could present challenge for Syracuse. Maybe that they don't get the 20 point win. I think want with a team like Bryant. Uh, I think this game is reasonably close, but not necessarily a game that you're sweating. I, I go back to the, what was it? The, uh, that first game in the exhibition against uh, Indiana from uh, IPA. And they just had so much experience that they were able to, you know, really run with Syracuse for a while. I think Bryant has enough experience to be in a similar boat where Syracuse can pull away at the end. Uh, but I do think Syracuse gets the win there. I think I said 68 or 78, 64. Uh, and, you know, hopefully Charles pride plays well in that game, regardless. Um, I was looking 
at the Bryant stats just now, just like the rudimentary ones like scoring per game and defense per game. The scoring per game numbers are you got to take them with a huge grain of salt because uh, they're first in the nation in scoring per game. One out of uh, 363, but that's because they played Thomas in Maine and they beat him 147 to 39. So I'm take that out. Take that right out. Uh, and they're not that great anymore. And they play really bad defense in terms of what they allow, it, including a game where they only allowed 39 points. So I think Syracuse is going to get its points in this game. Um, but like you said, I am a little bit worried about, you know, they are, they're an experienced team. They've played with each other for a long time. Sharif Gross Bullock and Charles Pride, your boy, uh, they've been there for a while, and they toasted Syracuse a couple years ago, like I said, Syracuse came up with a one-point win, but there's a lot of talent here, uh, and that's what worries me. I'm going to say Syracuse wins this game 85-77, so a close one, but a high-scoring one at that. Um, Okay, let's shift gears to football. I'll start with a prediction. BC's a terrible team, like Max told us. Second worst team Syracuse will play this season. Worst FBS team Syracuse will play this season. Shout out to the Huskies. Um, I'm going to say Syracuse wins this game. I think Syracuse is going to win, and I think they're going to win pretty big. It's going to—it's giving me Duke vibes from 2019 where everybody was so upset and the season was going so poorly, and they went down to Durham and just battered Duke uh, 49 to something. I think... Syracuse wins this game like 35-10. I was about to utter the same exact two numbers. Really? Into wow. existence. I'll switch it up. Uh, I say they build off of the I, – I think they gained a lot of offensive momentum last week, and they can continue to build off of that. And BC is just a bad offensive team. Uh, as Max Chadwick detailed for us, we – I'll go 42, and I will – I'll cop out and say 42-14. Um, I, I think Syracuse can win this game handedly. I think they should win this game handedly. I think this spread result or reflects a lot of negative energy towards Syracuse, warranted. Um, but I do think that they showed enough last week in terms of offensive progress and the return to some offensive success that maybe they can uh, put up a good offensive number and, and end this season with a convincing win. Uh, and I, I want to remain optimistic in, in that ideal. Get to seven and five, and as Max said, you know, get to a better bowl game than six and six gets you. So one win at a time, one game at a time. Last game of the regular season here, uh, hopefully, ends up with with a solid win because we have detailed what a loss means, uh, and that is the the confirmation of preseason predictions, most likely. Uh, is that if Syracuse loses this game, they have a really, really good chance to be dead last in the Atlantic. And that is yeah. the reality of the the stakes of this game. Syracuse is, what, 10.5-point favorites per Vegas. Uh, you should not lose this football game. You need to win this game. You need to give the fans something to bring them back in uh, and to build as this season comes to a close. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. 
Um, all right, that's all the time we have on Locked On Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen. For your next, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories of the day. They got instant reactions over there. Big game recaps and the take of the day. Can't miss that. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's on Valentine. We'll see you Sunday to recap everything under the sun after hopefully two Syracuse wins.